can you heal wounds and injuries faster just by taking off your shoes and stepping outside? Can you improve your mental health by simply taking a walk in nature? Well, today we're going to cover both of these topics as well as how you can decrease inflammation, get better sleep, help your body to heal faster, and improve mental health, and much more on today's episode of the Elemental Evan podcast. This is your host, Evan Roberts, and on this podcast, I break down health topics from a simplified and holistic approach so that everyone can have access to this health knowledge along with actionable steps to apply this knowledge to your life. On today's episode, we are obviously going to be covering some pretty interesting topics here, um, as I just previously mentioned. Uh, But before we really get into all of that, I wanted to take a little moment to paint a bit of a picture here for all of you um, and take us a little bit back into the past so that we can get a better understanding of some technological advancements as well as our adaption of our biology. So forgive me, I made some very quick Google searches here on dates. So if I am off, I truly apologize for it. Maybe I'm off for by a couple years. Um, but nonetheless, you guys will get the picture here. So first off, Homo sapiens approximately have been on the earth since 190,000 BCE. I'm sure that can be up for debate, but let's just roll with that for now. And in terms of some of the technological advancements that have taken place here recently, we have in 1882, Edison Electric begin, uh, begins to provide electricity to parts of Manhattan. And in 1925, about half of the homes in the U.S. had electricity running to them. So basically, about 100 years ago, only half of the U.S. actually had electricity, which is really wild to think about. Uh, The radio was invented in 1896, the TV, 1927, air conditioning, 1902, and apparently the very first rudimentary uh, steam machine was built in 1698 um, with much of the other inventions of the steam engine coming after that. So very simply put, about 100 or let's even say 200 years ago, a lot of the major technology and technological advancements that we are using to this day were not invented. So if we were to go back 200 or even just 100 years ago, life would have looked very, very differently, which I'm sure many of you already understand that. Um, And the reason I'm kind of painting this picture has a lot to do with our time that we spend indoors, right? Because a lot of these technological advancements are obviously advancements that we use for our entertainment, for our leisure. Um, You know, it's really kind of just a luxury in a lot of ways. Um, In in no way am I saying electricity is a luxury. I think it's uh, definitely something that we can all benefit from and it's something we definitely need. I love electricity. I love the use of it. Uh, But nonetheless, of course, when we have, you know, the radio being invented, then TVs, and then obviously smartphones and, uh, you know, Netflix and movies and all these different kinds of things, it's very easy for us to really abuse a lot of these entertainment type technologies, or maybe even for our jobs, a lot of them rely heavily on these technological advancements, which once again, in no way am I against technology. I love it. I benefit from it. I use it. But there is a point in which it can be definitely overused. So 
There was a study found from 1992 to 1994, I believe it was conducted by the EPA, and it found that on average, we spend about 87% of our time indoors with an additional 6% of time in a vehicle, which is obviously a massive amount of time. Now, this is going to vary, obviously, depending on communities and, you know, specific people. Some people have, you know, jobs that require them to be outside, which maybe doesn't always sound like a benefit, but trust me, being outside does have some massive benefits to it. But overall, a massive portion of the population spends a great deal of their time inside. Now, why am I even bringing this up? Why is this an issue? Like, what's, what's, the, what's the reason we should even care about this? Well, for starters, when we're inside too much and using a lot of these devices and entertainments, uh, pretty much, you know, like for a majority of our day, I mean, especially like TV and don't get me wrong, I am guilty of this as well. But, you know, watching shows up until essentially like the moment we fall asleep using artificial lighting to allow us to be more productive and energetic in the later hours of the evening. These are all things that might seem enjoyable in the short term, but they can have some very serious long lasting health effects like overuse, uh, overusing electricity for lighting or uh, for entertainment purposes late in the evening can lead to, uh, you know, messing up your sleep, your circadian rhythm. It can lead to you not getting proper sleep. It can lead to insomnia um, as well. It can also lead to uh, certain like mental health issues, especially if you're heavily using a lot of the social media platforms. Um, it can also lead to, you know, us not being physical enough and using our bodies and essentially starting to pack on a little extra weight and just not really being in the ideal form of physical health that we would like to be in as well. So there's a lot of reasons why we need to get outside, but one of the really big reasons we need to get outside uh, that I think can be a benefit of e for everyone is for the act of what's known as grounding. So I'm going to cover two major things here. And this is the first one, grounding, grounding or earthing. I've heard people mention or refer to it as both ways. But nonetheless, grounding is a very simple practice. It's literally bringing your skin in contact with the earth. So probably going to be your feet and just standing in literally a patch of grass or dirt would essentially be you grounding. And yes, I know for many people, this might sound a little bit woo-woo, but trust me, this is not a woo-woo thing. There are a ton of benefits and there are legit studies being done all the time on this topic. And yes, there's definitely room for more studies to be done. Uh, but from what we're already seeing, it's showing a lot of promise. For example, grounding has shown to uh, improve sleep, normalize the day-night cortisol rhythm, which once again is essentially just going to help with your sleep, uh, reduce pain, reduce stress. Uh, it's going to shift the autonomic nervous system from sympathetic towards parasympathetic activation, which once again is essentially just a form of de-stressing. It also puts your body into a state where you're more uh, better at digesting your food and it's more of a restful state. It's also 
been shown to increase heart rate variability, speed wound healing, and reduce blood viscosity. So all of these things from literally putting your barefoot on some soil. <laughs> it's insane the amount of benefits that we can receive from something so simple. Now, the way this is working, and I'm just going to keep this very basic. This is something I just read on a website. Uh, your body can absorb free electrons from the earth, which can have an anti-inflammatory uh, effect on the body. And they can essentially act as antioxidants because throughout the day, you kind of build up a charge and it's good for us to release that charge and to receive these free electrons from the earth, which naturally has these free electrons. But when we wear our shoes, which have rubber soles on them, they do not conduct the electricity. They do not allow us to receive this benefit. And unfortunately, a lot of us live in, you know, apartments, two-story buildings or higher, and in essentially living spaces that don't allow us to commonly have this interaction with our bare feet and some soil. Now, if you're lucky enough to have a backyard or hopefully even just a big swath of land with some beautiful trees and stuff on it, then of course you're going to have very easy access to grounding. But for many, many people who live in big cities, this can actually be more of a task than it is for others. Uh, so I understand this might not be something that most of us are doing, but it's a very simple practice. It's very easy to do. It's free for everyone. Everyone can obviously go walk outside and reap these benefits. And on top of that, they have even made little devices where you can strap them onto you or their pads, like you can rest your feet on them, or there's even pads that you can put in your bed that are grounding pads. And the way they work is you simply plug them into an outlet that has a ground on it, and you're going to receive the grounding benefits, which is a really awesome way of doing it. Um, personally, I like going to the source, like literally just going outside. It's free for everyone, and it's where, you know, Literally, when you're plugging in the grounding connector, it's the same thing, right? But you're just literally going to the source. So I prefer to actually go outside. Um, but of course, with modern jobs and, um, you know, our inability to actually get outside very often, or maybe you live in an area that is just really, really cold right now, and it's not ideal for you to go outside and do some uh, grounding, then of course, using one of these pads can be super, super beneficial. And in fact, in the studies that I was looking at for grounding, which I have this one linked in the description, so I highly recommend that everyone go look at this because there's some really cool photo examples in here of people who had wounds and they used grounding therapy to help heal these wounds. Uh, there's one specifically, it's the very first one that pops up, of an 84-year-old diabetic woman who had an eight-month-old wound on her ankle. So she had this literally open wound on her ankle for eight months. What's going on, everybody? Over the last couple of years, one of my goals has been to actually decrease the amount of supplements that I was taking. At the time, I was taking a ton of different supplements in my cabinet, and I just really didn't know if there were a ton of benefit to me or not. So I went ahead and reevaluated everything in my cabinet and I came into 2024 with a very simplified cabinet of health supplements that I take on the daily. And one of those things that is sure to be in my daily mix is the spirulina and chlorella from Energy Bits. 
It is literally one of my favorite supplements to take. It's a microalgae, which is basically just a food that's been grown and then dried and placed into these little tiny bits or energy pits, you can call them. And so they're essentially just a food that is loaded with over 40 plus vitamins and minerals. You have spirulina, which is going to have all nine essential amino acids, and you have chlorella, which is going to be extremely potent in chlorophyll, which if you're unfamiliar with chlorophyll, it is able to detoxify your blood from heavy metals and mycotoxins and so much more. Spirulina and chlorella are something that I think should be in everyone's diet. And this is my favorite way of making sure that I'm getting in some form of seafood. And if you want to get your hands on some of these energy bits, then please go ahead and check out the link in the description of this show. It's going to have a 20% discount code as well for your entire order, which is just my way of saying thank you for being a listener to this show. And I hope you love it as much as I do. And here's to decluttering that super packed supplement cabinet of yours and making it a little bit more simplified. All right, y'all back to the show. So she had obtained this wound from apparently wearing a boot that was probably too tight on her ankle and through too much rubbing and friction ended up causing this open wound on her ankle. So she went ahead and went through some various treatments at a specialized wound center, but she did not have any success at this wound center. Now remember, this is an eight-month-old wound, right? She has had zero luck with it going the traditional route. So she decides to go ahead and try some grounding exposure treatments for 30 minutes a day. And literally within the very first week, you can see a dramatic improvement in the healing of this wound, as well as with a massive pain reduction for her as well. She said that she stopped limping. She pretty much all of her pain was gone at this point, which is literally just after one week of these 30 minute treatments. Now, They were applying these grounding pads on either side of the wound for the healing purposes and the grounding purposes. So they were using these grounding pads as opposed to actually going out and just literally standing on the earth. Uh, But nonetheless, it seems that their grounding pads are very similar to the ones that you can purchase online for, you know, sleeping on and um, putting your feet on while you're working at your desk. So once again, still just using grounding here and massive massive benefits in her wound healing. And by the second week of using the same grounding treatment, the wound is practically completely healed up and literally given another, you know, another week or two, I think that it would have been completely healed, especially if it just stayed at the rate that it was already going. It was insane how quickly this wound had healed, especially given the fact that it was an eight-month-old wound, which is totally crazy to me. Um, yeah, I was not expecting to see these photos in there. I thought it was just going to be a boring article, but no, it was super, super cool with these really interesting photos. There's another one of a a person who was on a bicycle accident and it was a very fresh wound and they just kind of show the rapid, uh, healing of it with the use of these, uh, the same pads that they were using on the woman. And then they also have one that shows inflammation in the body And I believe people were sleeping on grounding pads and then it would show the inflammation in the morning and how much it had decreased. Just some really, really cool visuals, which a lot of the times you don't always get in these these scientific articles. So it was really cool for me to be able to see that as well as to link it into the the description of the show. So hopefully you guys get a chance to go ahead and check that out because I really do think it's worth checking it out and just seeing firsthand 
what some of these benefits can be from something so simple as just grounding. And also one thing that personally I'm always willing to try is a method or a process that for one is so accessible, right? I mean, it's literally free. You can go walk outside and receive these benefits, but also there's just no downside to it, right? Like you're literally walking outside and standing on some ground and receiving these benefits. And, you know, it's like when you see these pharmaceutical companies, right? Like, and they put on uh, like a commercial. Of course, I know they, they're legally obligated to put these, but uh, it's still just really crazy to hear them say like, you know, may cause uh, depression, may cause suicidal thoughts, may cause dis, uh, dysbio, uh, gut dysbiosis, you know, like could, all these different lists of things that are just insane. And to me, a lot of times feel like they're not even worth uh, the pain of possibly having one of these side effects. So I just always love trying something that has no downside to it, but has the possibility of being just extremely beneficial. Now, the second topic that I'm going to cover today is something that the Japanese actually have a term for, which is really cool. Um, many people have done this for generations, uh, of course, but it's really cool to have a term for this, which is Shinrin Yoku or forest bathing, which I just love that term personally. Um, Anytime I'm walking through a forest, it's really nice to think of it as uh, bathing in the forest. But literally, that's what it is. It's taking some time to walk through for uh, a forest specifically. But honestly, I think any form of nature can really provide the same benefit. But forest bathing is literally going out for a walk, just being present with your walk and enjoying your time in nature. And there was a study done, there's actually been multiple studies, but the one that I'm, I'm personally looking at on this episode took 155 participants and they went ahead and checked for specifically um, depressive behaviors or depress sorry, depressive tendencies. So they were really focused on mental health and forest bathing. They were able to track the mental health of these participants through their blood pressure, as well as the use of what's called profile of mood states or POMS. It's literally just kind of like a list of terms that you would use to identify yourself with um, in terms of like what you're feeling. So it could be, you know, literally like, do you feel depressed? Do you feel angry at the world? You know, like um, pretty much just different states that you could be feeling that would be a depressive tendency. So we don't need to get too far into it. I just want you to understand what that meant. But of the 155 participants, 37% had depressive tendencies. Now, all participants showed significant decreases in blood pressure and in negative POMS, which once again is essentially stating that they had less negative mood states after forest bathing. Now, before the session, those with depressive tendencies scored significantly higher on the POMS negative items, which once again, that's not good if you if you score higher on that uh, than those with the depressive tendencies. Now, after forest bathing, those with depressive de tendencies demonstrated significantly greater improvements in many of POMS items than those without depressive tendencies, and many of them no longer differed between those with and without depressive tendencies, 
which is insane, right? Something as simple as going out for a short walk through nature can provide mental health benefits, right? Like this is insane to me. Like what, what doctor is out there prescribing forest bathing to people dealing with mental health issues, right? And of course, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to belittle anyone's experience here with mental health. I know that there are people who are really going through and struggling with mental health, of course, but at the end of the day, all my question is here is why are we so quick to prescribe pills and all these different kind of practices when we have very accessible free things that are showing a lot of benefit to them and, you know, they could be even just something that we could add on to the prescription, right? Like these are things that personally, in my opinion, need to really be implemented more into our society, right? Like we need to have a stronger connection with nature. I actually personally believe that your biology is literally begging for you to have a stronger connection with nature. We are a part of nature and, you know, we're really good at removing ourselves from nature, finding ways to be very comfortable and not having to pretty much have any contact with nature at all, you know, as we're spending practically all of our time indoors, um, you know, not getting outside enough, not breathing in fresh air, not going on these walks, not getting our feet connected to the earth, which once again, like I said, I think our biology is actually expecting us to do these things. It's expecting us to get more connected to nature. It's expecting us to be in contact with the earth's surface, you know, not having a layer between us at all times and, you know, rising with the sun, going to bed with the setting of the sun. I, you know, I always think of when I'm out camping, for example, if you've ever camped in a, you know, traditional tent without any kind of a cell phone or episode, any, any kind of screen or technology really for that matter, and if you just go camping, it's wild how quickly you get in sync with the cycles of the sun. It's like the second the sun goes down, you know, you have maybe a, a campfire going and you're hanging out with some friends, but you go to bed pretty relatively close to when, you know, sundown. And then when the sun rises, like you typically don't sleep in very long once the sun has risen, like it's shining through your tent. Um, you know, if it's hot, then you're probably going to get cooked out of your tent. So it's very easy for us to get back into sync with nature. And I just feel that we live our lives in a way that is very out sync or out of sync with nature. And I think that our biology is expecting us to do certain things, right? I mean, we've been technically on this planet apparently for, you know, since 190,000 BC, but we've been living our lives in a dramatically different way for the last 200 years in a way that really our biology in my opinion, just hasn't had the ability to catch up to, right? Our biology still expects us to get a lot of sunlight. Our biology expects us to be outside breathing the fresh air outside and being in contact with the earth and, uh, you know, rising and doing things during the daytime and then kind of winding down and taking it easier in the evening time. So excuse me for that little rant there, but Truly, that is what I believe. I believe that we have lost a lot of our connection with nature. We've lost our connection with what I call the elements, right? Um, being in touch with the earth, drinking clean water, breathing good air, getting a lot of sunlight. Like we are out of touch with these things. And I think that it takes a toll on our bodies, right? When we live out of sync with nature. And so it's very important for us to get back into sync with nature. And as we can see, science is really starting to show the benefits of 
being in sync with nature. So for the actionable steps of today's episode, which is something I always love to leave you all with so you can actually apply this knowledge to your life, first off is going to be with grounding. Honestly, I like to start where it's free and accessible. So literally, that means just going outside, finding a patch of grass or dirt, taking off your shoes and socks and planting your feet or as well your hands in that soil or grass and just simply sitting there and taking a moment to really just soak it in. Maybe you can do a little meditation or maybe even read a book, whatever it might be, but getting outside and honestly, I think at best, if you could get 30 minutes, that would be amazing. But even if you could get outside and just get those benefits for about 10 minutes would still be a massive, massive win. And, you know, anything is better than nothing. So as many times as you can do it a week would be incredible. But even if you were just doing it a couple times a week, there's still going to be a lot of benefit there. Now, something that's probably going to be a lot more accessible to people in terms of if you have a job that requires you to be indoors all day, or just simply not able to ground and actually get your feet planted on the earth, then the next best thing is probably going to be to get a grounding mat. So you can get some that once again, you just plug it in to your outlet and then you can have this grounding mat on the floor, take off your shoes and then plant your feet on this mat. And you're going to receive a lot of those grounding benefits. They also have some that you can put in your bed. So you're receiving the benefits overnight as well. Whatever method works best for you. I personally don't care, but just give one of those a try and see what works for you. Also, something that's really cool about both of these things is that you can really just test them on yourselves, right? For uh, grounding, you can literally go outside. If you have a cut somewhere, maybe you just keep an eye on it and see how quickly it heals up or if you notice any difference with it healing faster. Maybe if you have inflammation in certain parts of your body, like your joints, uh, maybe you notice that your joints naturally feel a little bit better as well. There's a lot of benefits that can be uh, had from doing this, so... Uh, really keep an eye out and see if you feel some of these benefits for yourself. And then when it comes to forest bathing, I understand that unfortunately we don't all have super easy access to a forest or even just a really beautiful nature trail for that matter. Um, but even going for a walk outside is so beneficial, even if it's in a city, you know, or a suburb, whatever it might be. Just getting outside and going for a walk is going to be so beneficial for your mental health, for your body, obviously. Um, it's a physical movement that I personally, once again, think your body expects out of you. It expects you to walk. It expects you to lift things, to squat, to stand up. These are some basic movements that our body is expecting of us. Now, if you're able to do a forest bath, not just in your neighborhood, but actually in a forest or in a nature setting because obviously not everyone lives near a forest you might live in the desert or something different along the along those lines um i still believe getting out into nature is going to be beneficial if you are uh trying to do a forest bathing and it's the desert it's okay still go for it maybe the saguaro cactus are going to or cacti cactuses are going to help you out but nonetheless getting out there is going to be really beneficial for our mental health and this is something we can all kind of keep tabs on for ourselves. If you deal with depressive tendencies, try forest bathing and see if you notice any benefit just getting outside and being present, right? Like we want to stay off of our phones if we can. When we're out there doing this forest bathing, we really want to be as present as possible and really just focus on our breath and breathing in this beautiful, clean air from 
you know, all the plants around us that are really helping to filter out the air and keep this world just a beautiful place. Now, if you have access to a really beautiful nature trail and the trail itself is, you know, not covered in sharp rocks or glass or trash or anything like that, like let's say it's a pretty pristine nature trail, then of course you can also kind of do a little bit of a double dip here or kill two birds with one stone and simply do some earthing while you do the forest bathing. Just be very present and careful where you're stepping, but you can really get the benefit of both of those at one time, which I'm all about stacking these hacks whenever we can. Uh, but that would be a really great practice. But honestly, just once again, getting out and doing a walk in as much nature as possible a couple times a week and getting outside and doing some grounding a couple times a week these could have some really profound benefits for us in terms of our sleep, in terms of our healing of our wounds, of our injuries, uh, in terms of our inflammation in our body, in terms of our mental health. There's so much benefit that we can reap from these two very, very simple practices. And it would be a shame for us to not take advantage of these because once again, I know there's a ton of practices out there that require a lot of money for us and, you know, can definitely benefit our health. But I'm really all about the simple, easy, practical things that we can do on a day-to-day -day basis that really have a very low barrier of entry. So that is going to do it for today's episode. It is all about grounding and forest bathing and really just reconnecting to the elements and I actually think that they sometimes have even more benefit than all of these special, you know, tools and products that you have to pay for and, uh, you know, spend a ton of money on. I actually think a lot of these simple practices are the ones that provide most of the benefit. So go ahead, try these out. There's literally nothing to lose. It costs you nothing to do these things and they can have a massive benefit on your health. Of course, there's tons of other things that can play a role in our health, like our diet and movement and all these other things. But these are two really easy practices that, once again, are accessible to everyone. And it can be as simple as just walking outside your door. So I hope this episode provided a lot of value to you. If you know of anyone that could benefit from hearing this episode, then please feel free to send this episode and the show over to them right through the app. There's the ability to do so. If you haven't already subscribed and left a rating or a, or a review, please go ahead and do so. It takes, I don't know, 30 seconds to a minute maybe to do so um, and can make a really huge difference for the show. So please go ahead and do that if you haven't already. And other than that, I will see y'all on next week's episode. Um, yeah, have a beautiful rest of your day. Have a beautiful rest of your week. Looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. And until then connect to your elements and do everything with good intentions. Much love to y'all. Have a good one. Peace. This podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. Evan Roberts is not a medical professional, and this podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Statements and views expressed on this show are not medical advice. This podcast, including Evan Roberts and any guests on the show, disclaims responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained in this episode. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a medical professional.